Open up his box, a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away? What's said, hand off his box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike, and this Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture, and waiter, there's food in my culture. And on today's show, we're going to be covering the important things, milk and cookies, bluefin tunas that are that, that are worth more than a million dollars. We've got exploding mangoes. It, Stone Age chewing gum, the whole kit and caboodle. But first we've got, uh, well, it was really cold yesterday, not as cold today. But that's enough to trigger my desire for enormous amounts of comfort food directly into my ears. And so here is Joe Tex and Yum Yum. Ham, hock, pork chops, collard greens, and polypop. Candied yams, cornbread, and cabbage on the side of yum. Sweet red beans and potties meat of five lamb banana cake makes everything on me. Yum yum. Yum yum. Yeah. That's what my new Jersey baby's gonna fix for me when I get home. Oh, you think she ain't, but she is. Onion rings, Georgia peaches, cottage cheese, lettuce, and whipped cream. Yum, yum. Yum, yum. That's what my new Jersey baby's gonna fix for me when I get home. French fried, black eyed, ball corn, and chicken thighs, gumbo, rice pudding, buttermilk, and fine. Yum, yum. He's going to be licking his fingers and thumbs. Thank you, Joe Tex. That was Yum Yum, and that was indeed Yum Yum. That was from 1959. I haven't played that song recently enough, so there you go. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. And some farmer's market info for you. This weekend is the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market in Carytown. In the winter, the hours are from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, not going to be any Wednesday market hours until May. But if you're jonesing for some more farmer's market osity, you, you could go to Ipsy this coming Tuesday, January 14th, because Ypsilanti Farmer's Market is going to hold an indoor farmer's market Tuesday, January 14th from 3 to 7 p.m. at 16 South Washington. 
that's not far from Michigan Avenue downtown. It's going to be a farmer's market and a clothing swap, just so you know. Meanwhile, in another market in Japan, this from Reuters out of Tokyo, a bluefin tuna sold for $1.8 million in the first auction of the new year at Tokyo's Toyosu Fish Market, that's the second highest price on record, according to broadcaster NKH. The tuna was caught off northern Aomori Prefecture, Prefecture and weighed 608 pounds. That comes to about $3,000 a pound. The successful bidder was Kiyoshi Kimura, the head of the company that runs sushi restaurant chain Sushi Zanmai. And so that was the second highest price on record, the first highest price on record he, play, he paid himself about a year ago for another tuna. Another angle on this, the bluefin are the largest tuna. They can live up to 40 years, according to the World Wildlife Fund. They're an endangered species, and they migrate across all oceans. They can weigh 1,500 pounds and reach 10 feet in height. Many environmental groups are concerned about these auctions. Experts say demand for Pacific bluefin has led to overfishing, causing stocks of the fish to fall to less than 3% of their historic size. Another perspective on the sale of a $1.8 million bluefin tuna. Meanwhile, in another part of the market back in 1935, Memphis Minnie is selling her pork chops.
She don't mean maybe. That is Memphis Mini and Selling My Pork Chops. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. This is Mike. How you doing? It's a show about food and culture here on WCBN Ann Arbor. You can also take a look at us on WCBN.org, and you can even stream us there. Now some milk and cookies news. Uh, Milk first from the AP. Borden is filing for bankruptcy protection, the second major U.S. dairy to do so in as many months. American refrigerators are increasingly stocked with milk substitutes like soy and almond. That's affecting traditional milk and cheese producers like Borden, which was founded in 1857. Dean Foods, the nation's largest milk producer, filed for bankruptcy protection in November. Both dairies are based in Dallas. Borden Dairy Company, whose smiling mascot Elsie the Cow first appeared on milk cartons in the 1930s, says it will continue operations during its financial restructuring. I wish I could do that. Now, from Cape Canaveral, also from the AP, is uh, the first batch of space-baked cookies is back on Earth. SpaceX provided the ride home this Tuesday, a month after its Dragon capsule arrived at the International Space Station. The capsule parachuted into the Pacific, returning 3,800 pounds of gear, including 3,700 pounds of cookies. That part I just invented. Researchers want to inspect the handful of chocolate chip cookies baked by astronauts in a special zero-G oven. Scientists are also eager to welcome back 40 mice, including eight genetically engineered to have twice the normal muscle mass. Some bulked up in orbit for the muscle study, and they got a lot of cookies to eat. Right. AP News from Cape Canaveral and uh, perhaps somewhere near Dallas. That brings to mind the question, what is the Milky Way? galaxy is a flat spiral composed of billions of stars. The nearest galaxy to ours is a million light years away. The farthest we can see are about a billion light years away. And somewhere among the billions of galaxies, there could be planets like ours with life on them. Make there are many ways of delight galaxies. to see. 
galaxies, each of them with billions of stars. Could it be that somewhere among all these, there's another planet like ours? Could be, could be. Do they have vinyl on that planet? Or do they call it vinyls like some of us do? I don't know. But that was Tom Glazer and Dottie Evans from the album Space Songs and What is the Milky Way? A 1961 album on the Motivation Records label. That is also the original source of the song Why Does the Sun Shine, also known as The Sun is a Massive Incandescent Gas, which was later recorded by They Might Be Giants. But having sung The Sun is a Massive Incandescent Gas, they later realized that that wasn't actually scientifically correct, and they retitled it to say The Sun is a Miasma of Incandescent Plasma, which I may be saying wrong. But I'm not going to have to sing it, so I'm, I'm just going to go with that. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture and or. Our Wolf and Face the Music is coming up at 7. He's here getting ready. In the meantime, some Stone Age chewing gum. This chewing gum story appeared in the Express in the UK. A 5,700-year-old piece of Stone Age, quote, chewing gum, unquote, was revealed to contain the entire genome of a Neolithic human. The primitive gum was actually heated, chewable tar from a birch tree and was often used as an all-purpose glue. Mm-mm. It has been found at other archaeological sites in the past, providing crucial insight into the time period. The genetic analysis of the sample yielded a detailed insight of into what the woman ate, where she was from, and what kind of germs she carried in her mouth. The young woman had dark skin, brown hair, and blue eyes. She likely hailed from Slitholm on Lolland, a Danish island in the Baltic Sea. Other plant and animal DNA revealed that the woman had likely just finished a meal of hazelnuts and mallard duck. And what wine goes with that? Her DNA showed there was no dairy in her diet because she was lactose intolerant. So, a 5,700-year-old piece of Stone Age chewing gum, the oldest recorded example of ABC gum, possibly, but that I have not verified. Well, here's a, a scientific... Here's a way to... Here, here is how you can talk, one word after the other. Here's a science experiment you can do at your own home. It goes like this. Or is it this? Yeah, it's this. Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? 
It comes a blushing bride The groom is by her side Up to the altar Just as steady as Gibraltar While the groom has got the ring And it's such a pretty thing But as he slips it on Her finger the choir begins to sing Does your chewing gum lose its flavour On the bedpost overnight If your mother said don't chew it Do you swallow it in spite Can you catch it on your tonsils and you hear it left and right Let your chewing gum lose its flavour On the bedpost overnight Now the nation rises one To send their honoured sons Up to the White House Yeah, the nation's only White House To voice their discontent Unto the President Upon the burning question What has swept this continent? If tin whistles are made of tin What do they make foghorns out of? Boom, boom! Does your chewing gum lose its flavour? That was Lonnie Donegan, who was a big, big, big star in the UK. There's a whole book about Lonnie Donegan and the skiffle music scene and how it helped create rock and roll, written by Billy Bragg. It's a really good book whose name totally escapes me, but that song title cannot ever escape me. It is, Does Your Chewing Gum Lose Its Flavor on the Bedpost Overnight? It was one of his big hits in the U.K. and one of his couple of big hits in the U.S. in 1959. It's Pandora's Lunchbox. This is Mike. We're 10 minutes away-ish from Face the Music with Our Wolf. Now, here's the story of a book called A Case of the Explo- a Case of Exploding Mangoes. Some of you might be familiar with this book. Pakistani journalist and novelist Mohammed Hanif says copies of his best-selling satirical novel, A case of exploding mangoes has been seized. A case of exploding mangoes charts the last days of General Zia-ul-Haq, who was killed in a mysterious plane crash in 1988. That's a true story. The results of the investigation into the crash, which also killed the U.S. ambassador—actually, I'm skipping ahead—General Zia-ul-Haq was the president of Pakistan, also said to be a military dictator— So the results of an investigation into this crash, which also killed the U.S. ambassador, were never released. Conspiracy theories have proliferated ever since. The novel centers on a rumor that a crate of mangoes gifted to General Zia contained a bomb which blew the plane up. It pokes fun at Zia Ulhaq and others in the armed forces. This book was first published in English over a decade ago to critical acclaim. But a case of exploding mangoes was only translated into Urdu last November. Last month, the writer received a defamation notice from General Zia's son. The Urdu edition has been promoted at book fairs around Pakistan, but it's seen as more of a challenge to the middle military than the U.S. version, or the, I should say the English language version. The BBC contacted the Pakistani military, 
but has so far received no response to allegations that members of its intelligence service were involved in seizing the book. The last decade has seen a shrinking space for critics of the army in Pakistan, which has had a history of coups. Efforts by the military to control the public narrative have increased in recent years at the expense of elected politicians, according to analysts. A case of exploding mangoes. I have not read that novel, but now I'm very curious. Well, on a lighter note, it's almost Friday, so it means Saturday Night Fish Fries coming up on WCBN. You can see our full schedule of shows coming up at our website, wcbn.org. In the meantime, here's a version of Saturday Night Fish Fry by Annie Ross and Pony Poindexter to get you warmed up. Here goes. But if you ever been down to New Orleans, you can understand just what I mean. All week long, it's quite as a mouse, but on Saturday night, they go from house to house. Don't have to pay the usual admission if you're a cook or a waiter or a good musician. If you happen to be running by dropping at the Saturday night fish ride, was rocking. It was rocking. You never seen such guffling and shuffling till the break of dawn. It was rocking. It was rocking. Now my buddy and me was on the main stem Fooling around just me and him We decided we could use a little something to eat So we went to a house on Rampart Street We knocked on the door and it opened with ease And a cute little miss said, come in please Before we could even bat an eye We were right in the middle of a big fish fry It was rocking It was rocking You never seen such something And it jumped till the break of dawn it was rockin', it was rockin', you never seen such jumping and shuffin' till the break of dawn. Now the folks were having the time of their life, and Sam was driving Jimmy's wife. And over in the corner was a beat-up grand being played by a big fat piano man. Some of the chicks wore expensive frocks, and some of them had on bobby socks. But everybody was nice and high at this particular Saturday night fish fry. It was rockin', it was rockin'. You never seen such guffin' and shuffin' till the break of dawn. It was rockin', it was rockin'. You never seen such guffin' and shuffin' till the break of dawn. Now me and my buddy, we fell right in and we hollered, let the joy begin. We this big earth place to play, cause the party was already underway. All of a sudden, the lights went low and everybody headed straight for the front door. Well, I was so scared I didn't know where to go, so I stood right there and fell on the floor. It was rocking, it was rocking. You never seen such guffin' and shuffin' till the break of dawn. It was rocking, it was rocking. You never seen such guffin' and shuffin' till the break of dawn. Now the women were screaming and jumping and yelling, the bottles were flying, the fish were smelling, and up above all the noise they made, somebody hollered, you better get out of here, this is a raid. Well, I didn't know we were breaking the law, and someone reached over and punched me on the jaw. Had us roped up from front to back, and they were putting us in the wagon like potato sacks. It was rocking, it was rocking, you never seen such guffling and shuffling till the break of dawn. It was rocking, it was rocking. I knew I could get away if I had a chance, but I was shaking like I had the same fighter stand. Tried to crawl under the bathtub, but a policeman said, where you going there, bub? Now they got us out of there like a house of fire. 
put us all in that black Mariah. You might have missed a pitiful few, but you got poor me and Annie too. It was rocking. It was rocking. And that seems such government jump to the break of dawn. It was rocking. It was rocking. You never seen such government jump to the break of dawn. Well, they took us to jail in a dazed condition. They booked each one of us on suspicion. The man went down and went my bail and got me out of that rotten jail. Now, if you ever want to get a fish in your eye, just mention a Saturday night fish fry. I don't care how many fish in the sea, but don't ever mention a fish to me. It was rocking. It was rocking. You never seen such government just until the break of dawn. It was rocking. It was rocking. Well, I think we're in good hands now, don't you think? That's the Saturday Night Fish Fry. And the show called Saturday Night Fish Fry is on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. When is that on? Why, the Saturday Night Fish Fry is on Friday night. And that's why it's called the Friday Night Fish Fry. Yeah, my brain is in uh, my skull. But the Friday Night Fish Fry can be heard every Friday night... Imagine that, at 8 p.m. on WCBN. Now, tonight, you've got Arwolf and Face the Music coming up at 7. Then you've got Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bop coming up at 8. So do not ever stop listening to WCBN because it goes on and after that with more and more great shows. Let's hear one more good food song, shall we? Let's go back to the 50s, this time to Big Maybell, and this is Candy. This is a little aftertaste, so... This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thank you for listening. Never stop doing that, and here you go. Candy, he's sweet on me. He understands me. Yes, my understanding, Candy. Mm-hmm. My candy's always handy. Oh, I wish that there were four of him And I could love that much 
that much more of him He has taken my complete heart And I got a sweet tooth for my sweetheart Candy and make him mine. Mine, oh, mine, yeah. Mine, oh, mine. The day that I'll take my candy and make him Always good to hear from Big May Bell. I'm not sure I ever heard May, uh, Big May Bell make a high-pitched utterance quite like that, Mike. Yeah. It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. My name's R. Wolf, and this is Face the Music. You know, we are heading in presently right now into a full moon. I think there's a uh, an eclipse involved. All kinds of stuff happening. If you look up at the sky, if the clouds allow, you can sort of see the moon. It doesn't matter if you can see it or not. It's happening. So tonight I thought it'd be nice to uh, give you an hour of lunar tunes. In order to achieve this, before we get to uh, some rather rare recordings and unusual recordings by people like Lotelenia. Um, the Versatile Three, recorded in 1920, 100 years ago. Also, the Bonzo Dog Band, and then maybe some more familiar names, although lots of people are aware of the Bonzos. I think we just lost Neil Ennis recently. So That's um, not something I'm happy to reflect upon, so I'll just play some records. Before we can reflect on the moon going full, I think it's necessary for the sun to go down, or as the fellow says, for the horizon to move up. So here's the Bud Freeman Trio, recorded in 1938, at sundown. I believe that was composed by one Walter Donaldson. Gentlemen? (laughs) ¶¶ 